You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Let's wrap up the week here on Listen Up. Grant Napier, I hope you've had a great week and you're on your way to a phenomenal weekend. We, uh, or so, I, I don't know about you, man, but when I when I see NFL training camps open, I'm like, oh, thank goodness, right? I mean, right now there's nothing going on unless you're a baseball fan. And if you're a baseball fan, good for you. You can have it. But I just I just love when training camps open because it just means that football is right around the corner, both college uh, and the NFL. So great to have you on. We, uh, again, wrap up the week. And uh, anything that you want to talk about, uh, we can do so right here on Listen Up. I want to read you a story from yesterday's New York Post, and it's from Phil Mushnick. I mean, Phil just hits it right out of the freaking ballpark, all right? He starts off his column, we're stuck watching a bad science fiction movie. They barred the exits to the theater. This week, in his usual classy, expletive-laced public style, role model and communist Chinese cheap labor-enriched Nike pusher LeBron James attacked Celtic fans for their vulgar public incivility. Jones often delivers vulgar lectures, some quickly redacted on right from wrong. He feels totally entitled to such flagrant hypocrisy as he should given the NBA's public treatment of him with blind and deaf entitlement. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver should have long ago read the Riot Act, demanding civil public conduct from both players and ends. But as the NBA becomes another sport in self-inflicted decay, Silver makes no such public suggestions, let alone demands. He must be pleased with what the NBA scene has become, though I doubt it. And the assigned guardian of the sport, he seems unwilling, perhaps frightened, to offend the most offensive. Two weeks ago, President Biden bestowed the nation's highest civilian honor on, in quotation marks, Megan <laughs> Rapino, who made herself known to American sports fans as a repugnant, profane, selfish, attention-starved bully, a creep eager to, to demonstrate her total disregard for her country on soccer's international stages. That she was even considered for the highest American civilian award was revolting. Mushnick continues on with his column. This week, the pre prestigious University of Pennsylvania named transgender swimmer Leah Thomas 
and also swam on the men's team as William Thomas, but now an NCAA champion on the women's team. It's nominee for the NCAA's Woman of the Year. Do the folks at Penn who nominated her truly believe that she competed on what was known as the fair and square, or was this satire? Does the university truly believe that she represents athletic glory to the school fairly won? All other female athletes at Penn were less worthy? I support Thomas's right to pursue happiness through gender engineering, but not at the cost of trampling on others' pursuit of happiness by playing with a genetically marked deck. And so Penn chose politically correct pandering, the paragon of preposterous, conspicuous inequality in the champion of equality. Yet to point to such lunacy is to risk being condemned, run for your life, as a bigot, as transphobic, more shallow name calling, supplanting self-evident facts. Yet I don't recognize even a marginal benefit to the transgender community of Lebanon because the way this is written is just unbelievable. Yet I don't recognize even a marginal benefit to the transgender community for supporting Thomas as the beneficiary of unfair play. To the contrary, it's unbelievable. He writes this, but that's a bag we're in. And if you dare publicly state that James' anointed status is a proponent of civility and the honors bestowed on Rapino and Thomas make jerks of us all as a matter of applied common sense, you must be the one with the problem. Next week, a New Jersey course owned by the great American patriot, ex-president Donald Trump, will be rented by the Saudi government for its pro-golf event. The Saudis will spend an estimated $2 billion to show their money can cause free world Westerners to sit, roll over, and beg. I mean, the way Phil writes, you gotta, <laughs> he is just unbelievable. He went on and wrote, that has raised the derision of victims' families and friends who lost loved ones among the 3,000 murdered in the 9-11 attacks by what they remained convinced and for strong reasons was a Saudi-sponsored plot. Trump couldn't have turned this down. As Dennis McGinley, whose brother Daniel died in the World Trade Center attacks, told NorthJersey.com, quote, forget that it's unpresidential. It's so hurtful to the 9-11 community. So even if you or excuse me, so even if you're among those who try to apply unfettered logic to issues, you're vastly underrepresented by what passes as leadership. Enjoy the rest of the movie. I, 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 I'm chuckling as I'm reading some of the excerpts from this column yesterday, because I've talked about many of these myself. He's spot on talking about the hypocritical LeBron James. He's spot on talking about Adam Silver when he writes, should have long ago read the riot act, demanding civil public conduct from both players and in arena fans. Adam Silver has become a puppet for the NBA players. Okay. 
He has absolutely lost so much credibility among sports fans with his inability to police and govern his league. Yes, he does a great job in making money for the league. There's no question about that. Yes, he has done some very good things for the league. But in my opinion, and obviously Phil Mushnicks and others, he has failed miserably when it comes to the conduct of his league. All right? And as Phil Mushnick writes, but as the NBA becomes another sport in self-inflicted decay, Silver makes no such public suggestions, let alone demands. Right? And then he writes, as the assigned guardian of the sport, he seems unwilling, perhaps frightened, to offend the most offensive. Can you write that? Can you say it any better? Let me read that sentence again. As the assigned guardian of the sport, he seems unwilling, perhaps frightened, to offend the most offensive. You know, if you put me in a room for a month, and you said you are not coming out until you make sense, until you say it eloquently about the commissioner of the NBA, I couldn't have come up with that line if my life depended on it. But how perfect is that? As the assigned guardian of the sport, he seems unwilling, perhaps frightened, to offend the most offensive. He's spot on about Leah Thomas. He's spot on about the U University of Pennsylvania. Absolutely spot on. He is absolutely 100% spot on on Megan Rapinoe. What a disgrace to get the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Makes me gag. And he's 100% spot on about Donald Trump and renting his golf course. All of the points I cannot fault with in any way, shape, or form. What a phenomenal column that Phil Mushnick wrote yesterday. And as far as LeBron James goes and his hypocrisy, I believe he has become the most hypocritical sports figure in the United States. Name me an athlete in this country that is more hypocritical than LeBron James. I'd love it. Call me up and tell me an athlete who's more hypocritical than LeBron James. I can't think of one, can you? I can't think of one. Something else I would like to put to bed in 2022, because it has been a topic of much discussion in the National Football League, and that relates to the black quarterback. Even Lamar Jackson, recently in this offseason, talked about the black quarterback and basically the standards that they're judged by differently than their white counterparts. Can we please put to bed the fact that there's a bias in the National Football League against the black quarterback? Can we please put to bed this narrative in 2022 about the black quarterback? The top highest paid quarterbacks in the National Football League are Deshaun Watson, right? 
and Kyler Murray. Okay? That's it. More than Tom Brady. More than Aaron Rodgers. More than Patrick Mahomes. Okay? So can we stop it already with this talk, please? Can we move on? It took a while to get to this point. All right? And there was a lot of truth to the narrative about the black quarterback. So we've come a long way. Okay? We're finally there. Can we stop it now with this nonsense? Can we please just stop it? Okay? Here's the reality. And I think this goes under the column of common sense. A National Football League team wouldn't give a damn if you had pink polka dots all over your skin, if you had tattoos covering your face in every color in the spectrum, okay? They wouldn't care what you wore to work. They wouldn't care what you look like. They wouldn't care if one-third of your body was black, one-third was white, and one-third was purple. They wouldn't give a damn if you won football games for them, okay? They don't care. You think a general manager of an NFL team is really going to say, you know, nah, that black quarterback is by far the best quarterback on our roster and could probably win us 12 to 14 games, but nope, wrong color. I mean, can we stop it with this nonsense, please? It's just ridiculous. Okay, we're in 2022 now. And Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray are the two highest paid quarterbacks in the National Football League. And again, a National Football League team would put Quasimodo at quarterback if they felt that that would be the best chance to win. So let's stop it, would you please? So let's move on from that. All right. What do you want to talk about today? The floor is yours. Hit your hand icon, raise your hand, and we'll do this. But I thought that column yesterday that I read by Phil Mushnick was about as good as it gets. Absolutely. I thought his entire column was as good as it gets. How about this that he writes about Big Poppy? Why are TV execs always the last to know? For Fox to have uh, clown David Ortiz parade around Tuesday's All-Star game, record low ratings as richly deserved, emphasizes Fox conviction that we all love Big Poppy. We don't and never did. We didn't trust him as an overnight slugger, and we don't trust him in a civilian life as per that 2019 barroom shooting in Santo Domingo, the one with the changing cover stories. Although we now know Rob Manford, as short of foresight, blinded by anyone waving money in his face, we still can't figure out how he'd allow the home run derby outfield to be packed with 10-year-olds in the paths of line drives smashed off 70 mile per hour tosses. Do the kids sign waivers or does a kid catching one in the head become a six to one payoff DraftKings prop bet? Man. Love it. All right. Let's get to some phone calls. And we welcome in Jeff on this Friday show. 
on Listen Up. Hey, Jeff, good afternoon. Hey, hey Grant. You know, I'm about your age. Uh, thank you for the tips on the computer. I, I listened to your your podcast, and there for a while I couldn't figure out how to get your podcast. But I, I got an iPhone, so I got it. I'm going to catch you on the Apple because I always go back and listen to it on YouTube or somewhere else. Yeah. But now, now I now I found out. So now, welcome to the uh, welcome to the real world, uh, Jeff. Yeah, welcome I, to the I real world. To, I listened to Ryan. He was well prepared today, and I got a real uh, a chuckle out of uh, you not taking a coat to Minneapolis, Minnesota. <laughs> Wait, Just, say that know, again. I've got a oh yeah, not right, a right. Coat in the cold weather in Minnesota. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm, no one ever said my elevator went to the top floor, so I get you. <laughs> in your description of Mad Dog, that was that was great too. But uh, hey, uh, the reason I was calling, you know, a while back, me and you did talk about keeping Jimmy G on the 49ers. and the more I think yes. about it, econo- economically, now that these Sally's guys are pull. I mean, after the Arizona kid signed, which I don't think he's Kyler Murray. Yeah, Kyler Murray. I don't think he's deserving. I know he's taking the franchise out of the franchise, but I don't think he's worthy of Mahomes' money. But that's another subject for another day. But my point was, if you take the salaries of the 49ers QBs, uh, and you just you know average them out, I mean, I think you got to steal. Uh, a starting quarterback. Yeah, but it's not necessarily what they're getting paid. It's basically the team's entire cap. And when you have a backup quarterback making $25 million, that's not good for a team salary cap. I understand what you're saying when you compare it to what has just happened in the last 12 months with Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray, to use them as examples. You are correct. That $25 million seems to be a bargain, but it still has to fit into a number within the salary cap. Well, I understand you're saying salary cap. I'm looking at it by position. I understand. You can look at it by position, but the reality is you have a rookie quarterback in Trey Lance. When I mean rookie, I'm talking about the rookie pay scale, right? Right. So that is, that's very advantageous for a football team as long as he ends up being good over the next couple of years. Uh But when you build your football team, you forecast what you think certain salaries are going to be. And last year at this time, or in January, seven or eight months ago, the 49ers did not forecast Jimmy Garoppolo still being on the team with his $25 million cap hit. So that's, you have to look at it that way as well. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know. Somehow in my bones, I'm thinking it's going to pay off. I think the kid, Lance, is you know, we'll see what he does in the first. I think they're going to give him probably five games, and then we'll know. I, I think it's going. Yep. I think we'll know after five games, maybe six. But I, you don't want to go too deep in a hole. So if they come out two and three, they're going to question. But you know, if they're three and two, they're going to let him probably go. But. Uh, I, I think you're going to know. I think you're going to know in the first. I think I think you're going to know in the first eight quarters with your eyeballs. Okay. You're going to say, okay. okay, this kid belongs. He looks like he's going to be really good. Or oh my gosh, no, he's not. You're going to know just in the first yeah. eight quarters of football. Doesn't mean it doesn't yeah. mean he's going to be great. Doesn't mean he's going to be terrible. But you'll know. You'll know just by watching. You'll you'll know. Your eye your eyes will tell you what you need to know. Well, yeah. If he has four or five picks in two games, 
that are really, I mean, his turnovers and fumbles are. You'll just know. You'll, you'll know whether he looks like he belongs or not. Okay. Uh, my other thing was his style. I mean, you know, getting hurt, you know, the, the style of, you know, sure. I think what, what I think what Shanahan's going to do, especially after listening to the news again on Samuel, Samuel doesn't want any, any, any part of running anymore. Because you look at the 49er backfield over the last two, three years, every one, I mean, they've been playing three and four guys because they all go down to a knee injury or an ankle injury because, you know, they're, they're running those blasts and they're running, you know, the, the sweeps a lot and uh, they just get their heads knocked off. Have you heard Debo Samuel saying he doesn't want any part of running the football anymore? Yes. I've, I've seen it uh, in, in print that he's come out and said that. He, he, because I haven't seen it. I haven't, I haven't seen it. I haven't I'll seen find it. So it. I'm gonna go I'll back. find it. I'll find it. Yeah. Soon, but I, I, my point is he looked at Devontae at Devontae Adams salary after nine years and he said yep. to himself, shit, if I keep running the ball, I'm going to be out of this league in five years. Yeah. And, yeah. No, I, I understand there is. Yes, absolutely. The attrition factor is, is true, but I didn't hear him say he didn't want to carry the ball anymore. All right. I didn't hear him say that. If I find the quote in the Chronicle, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll yeah. Send, it. send it to me. All right. Yeah, hey, listen, buddy. It's great having you on. Uh, I, I didn't think I'd hear from you today after the way the Giants blew that game last night against the Dodgers. Oh, I was like, well, I won't. I won't. I said, yeah, you had to bring it up. Damn it. Then they, well, I, I just mean, didn't I think I would hear from you until Monday. I sent you the message <laughs> about, uh, about Sadler playing, playing his cards right. But he can't yep. fucking manage a bullpen. Gee, and then <laughs> I think they're so desperate. Romo just got released, and they'll probably – he just got DFA'd. So they'll probably bring Romo back. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Have a good weekend. You too. Take it easy. Thank you. Bye. All right. All right. We got a lot more phone calls to get to right here on Listen Up. And we're going to uh, say hello to Mohammed next here. Hello, Mohammed. Good to hear from you. How are you today? Hey, what's up, Grant? Long time no talk. Good to talk to you. Yeah, I was just surprised that they uh, the LIV tour, they've spent $110 billion so far on getting all these players. It's almost like, and I know it's a cliche, that they have an endless amount of money. It's like Monopoly money. And for I'm not an expert on the Saudis and their government and their money. Uh, I do know it's extremely uh, prosperous, mm -hmm. but... The point I'm trying to make is everyone is writing that their money is not going to run out, that they have an endless supply of cash and they continue to spend ridiculous amounts of money to recruit not only players, but announcers such as David Faraday, who is now going to the Live Golf Tour. So it's unbelievable. It's unfreaking believable. Yeah, actually, that number that I had quoted, the $110 billion, that's the number that um, uh, Donald Trump had signed with Saudi Arabia in 2017 for the biggest arms deal with Saudi Arabia. That arms deal was wow. the biggest arms deal, not in the U.S. or Saudi Arabia, but in history. So wow. the reason why I brought it up was because, you know, everyone's making a big deal about all these golfers and announcers going there and, you know, making whatever money that they can. But in reality, um, the U.S. is actually working with Saudi Arabia. They supplied them this huge arms deal. And then besides that weapons contract that they have, 
they've spent um, in 2019 $28 billion in trades with Saudi Arabia. That's about $14 billion in imports and 14 in exports. So the reason yeah, well, I brought it up was because there's so many bigger things going on in the world versus sports that we should be like, you know, getting mad about Boeing or Raytheon, you know, supplying weapons to countries like Saudi Arabia, right? Hey, listen, there's a lot of things you can pick on in almost every country in the world. I mean, the last time I looked, they also have a very uh, important, uh, you know, uh, oil is pretty damn important, right? So, I mean, listen, there are a lot of issues in the world that I'm not an expert on to talk about, but you bring up a very good point. You're 100% correct. Yeah, I just saw, I just thought that was pretty uh, interesting topic to bring up since, because uh, yeah. I think the number that uh, was, was the guy, Bob Musnick, right? Phil Musnick. Phil Musnick, yeah. He said it's uh they spent like one point two billion or something. And that's like a penny compared to the biggest arms deal that they've had they have with the US, which is $110 billion over 10 years. But yeah, I just thought I'd throw that in there. And then uh the other thing I wanted to talk about was um <clears throat> did you hear uh those phone calls that were leaked with Adam Silver? and the NBPA. Um, yeah, I haven't really got into that that much. I will, uh, when this more of that story comes out, um, you know, I, I will, absolutely. I mean, there's, gotcha. it was very interesting, but I haven't gotten into it that much, but I appreciate yeah, you bringing it up. Yeah, there's not much information, just like short Correct. amounts of phone calls. You can't really get much information from it. Correct. That's okay. why I haven't really All talked right. about it. Hey, have a great weekend. Yeah, you too, man. Thank you, bud. Appreciate yep, it. Bye. All right. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's get to uh, some more phone calls. And uh, we next bring on Al onto stage. Hey, Al, welcome to the show. Hope you're having a good day. <laughs> I am, Grant. I'm just a uh, happy Friday, buddy. I, another day closer to retirement. That's, got any plans good for the weekend? You, uh, you know, n nothing too extravagant. No, just uh, haven't really planned my weekend out, but I'm just uh, finishing up this show, and then I'll figure out what I'm going to do tomorrow and Sunday. But uh, what can I what can I do for you today? What do you want to talk about? Calling on some of the shows, I haven't had a chance to listen to your recent podcast, but I listened to your rant about Charles, and you know, and he's right about calling out the, these hypocrites. I mean, Charles, it, it reminds me my favorite my favorite quote is, "If you live in a glass house, you know, don't throw rocks or stones." And I I have to I agree with Charles. Hey. hey we're all in some capacity. We're all living in glass houses. I mean, I could go into like anyone's home and find at least probably a dozen products 
that in some capacity probably came from like a third world uh, country or, or a country linked to, you know, terror or something to that effect. So, so stop with the, you know, judging the judgment because, you know, it's, it's, it's just, there's something out there for everybody. So I really agree with his, uh, his take on that. Although I have to say, and you alluded to this on your rant, Charles, you know, announcing golf. Now you're a big golf fan and you're speaking to your, you didn't, you didn't like the coverage uh, on, I think it was the masters or the, or the British. I can't remember what you were saying. It was the U S open. It was the U S open. I'm sorry. Thank you. And so, you know, for that, I guess, and you're talking about the comedy aspect of it, but you really want, you know, buffoonery on your, I mean, I hate to use that word. Charles is great, but you, you really want to have that kind of, you know what I mean? I won't watch the live golf tour. Um, just like I don't watch the USFL. Uh, I'm not watching a secondary league. I'm going to watch the PGA tour. That's what I grew up on. Uh, that's what I believe in. And I, if you want to go play in the live golf tour, go ahead. But I don't believe personally that I would watch five minutes of the live golf tour. I, I, I really don't. I cannot see myself watching that. I would be shocked if a year or two from now, I'm talking about watching the live golf tour. I don't, I don't think I'll ever watch it. I'm absolutely 100% agree with that, with you on that. Cause I, they're like, the, it's always going to be the D league to me. Well, like, like yes. uh, regardless of how many golfers go there, it'll always be the D league. And there's only one football league. It's the NFL. I've never watched yes. the USFL or the world football me league neither. or USFL. I, I just, nope. I'm with, I totally, that's why I, li- I love you. Cause you're so in my, every time you say something, I like, I yell out loud. God damn. That's so, so right. But yeah, a quick question. I'll let you go. If Garoppolo, if they if they trade him, they get Niners get out from under his uh-huh. contract, right? And then the yes. so, so but if, but if they cut him, they're still on the hook for the money, right? Well, the guaranteed part of the money, yes, and that's where it gets very complicated. But yes, that is correct. They would have uh, some relief uh, with his contract. Uh, I believe he's going to be elsewhere in a couple weeks. I, I I'd be I would be surprised if come opening day, week one of the NFL, he's wearing a Niners uniform. I don't see that happening. And I got to make a statement, to, and I think you'll agree with me. You know, I think some of the listeners were saying, you know, if Lance starts struggling, they'll bring Jimmy in. I don't agree with that. You got you to gotta hand a kid the keys. You, you're messing with a young player's psyche. And I think you have to agree. I think you would agree with me. You can't say, okay, he can't be looking over his shoulder as a, as a young player that the team's invested a lot in as far as, you know, moving up in a draft. Do you think yeah. you yank him if, if he starts to struggle? You're going to have to live with, you're going to have to endure the growing page. You can't yank him. Nate Pacino, he'll, he'll totally lose his I confidence. Agree. You can't do that. I don't think that. I don't think they will either. I think the only way he won't be on the field is if he's injured. I think you're spot on. They gave up three number ones. They gave up a fortune to get him. And there's so much riding on his success. Uh, th- to me, the only way he's not on the field is if he's injured. 
And, you know, if I was his coach, I'd, tell, I'd work with a slip and slide in practice. Say, look, I don't care if you're within anybody, get, you're not taking on any tackles because that first game he played last year against the Cardinals, he had a violent collision at the goal line trying to punch it in. Now, God bless his effort, but kid, you're going to, you're our future, man. <laughs> you got to get down. Yeah, listen, they got, listen, they got the best coaches in the world. Okay. They're, they're, they're trust me, everything that they're, <laughs> that they can do for him, they're doing, all right? They might even be having too much coaching going on, but all of that is going on. So we'll see. Hey, listen, it's why we watch the games, uh, but the Niners uh, aren't yanking him anytime soon. That's for sure. I, I, and how are your Giants looking? I'll, and I'll let you go. How's it looking for your team? I mean, to me, they're better. I think they finally have stability. Mm-hmm. I, th- I love their front office, the new general manager, mm-hmm. the coach, uh, but they, they inherited a mess salary cap wise so they were limited and what they can do everything right now is centered around their quarterback and daniel jones who they did not uh, extend so this is his final year and it's truly a make or break year for daniel jones uh saquon barkley as well Uh, i think the giants will be lucky to win eight games this year i don't think they're going to be very good but i do think that they're going to be an up-and-coming team just because of their new general manager and Shane, their new coach and everything yeah. else. I think they finally have a really good general manager coach duo in there. So it's going to take some time. You know, I totally agree with you. I mean, the front office, you got to have it in the ownership in the front office. So I, I totally agree with you. And Giants fans in a couple of years, I think that things will turn around. They'll, yep. they'll get it fixed. It's going to take a little time, but have a great weekend, buddy. Thanks yep. for taking the call. You and, too. And keep, keep up the great, great work. Weekend. Thank you, buddy. You have a good weekend, too. All right, let's get to uh, the man who was uh, on my podcast today, Ryan in Sacktown. Actually, I, I could say I was on with him today. He interviewed me. Ryan, how are you, man? <laughs> good evening, Grant. How you doing, my friend? I'm good. I'm doing well. Excellent. No, that was a fun time. Thank you so much for having me back on. Um, I couldn't agree with you more. I think the most wonderful time of the year is right now when NFL training camps begin to open. And uh, I you love know, it. it's just kind of, yeah, it's with the NFL, it's that exhilaration, right? It, it's yep. literally just like, here we go. But, you know, Grant, is there a season to you that flies by faster than the NFL? Because I feel like in a blink of an eye, no. it's already the playoffs. No, I know. And then you're watching the Super Bowl and you're like depressed because you're like, oh, my God, when I wake up in the morning, I won't have NFL football until September. And it's like it's such a I hate the day after the Super Bowl when the realization is, gee, what am I going to do next weekend? There's no football on. So, no, I think the football season flies by. There's nothing that goes as fast as the NFL season. It's unreal. So what do you think realistically now looking at what Kyler got? Obviously, Kyler is not um, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, but what do you think really marketed for Jimmy realistically? Well, the market is, to me, if you're a few teams in the NFL like Seattle, I don't see how you can look at your quarterback situation and then say to yourself, wow, we're in a better situation than if we had Jimmy Garoppolo as the quarterback. Now, you could also be looking at it this way. Seattle might be dealing with a realization here that they're in a new era, and their era is they're going to take a step back for a year or two and build through the draft, uh, get their cap manageable, and then make a big splash 
And even though Jimmy Garoppolo would be an upgrade, they may not think he is a big enough splash to kind of be a middle-of-the-road team instead of a bad team. So they could be taking that approach as well. So when you ask me what the value of Jimmy Garoppolo is, that's a fabulous question. But I've always thought that the name of the game in the NFL is winning games and trying to make the playoffs. I guess the question is, if you're Pete Carroll in the Seattle Seahawks, would the addition of Jimmy Garoppolo alone make you a playoff team in the NFC? I can't answer that. Only they can answer that. I would assume they feel the answer to that question is no. Seattle Seahawks and it doesn't make better. And I think that these days it's like, do you tank? I mean, Jimmy didn't make us better um, than having Drew Locke on the field. And you have to look at there's no way in my right would ever so you know it's hey ryan i'm it's, ryan hang on a second i'm going to put you back in the audience and try to reconnect you're breaking up on me all of a sudden so i want to make sure that we hear this um you know again if i'm a seahawks fan does jimmy garoppolo make me a playoff team that's really what it boils down to do you feel the addition of Garoppolo in that division in the NFC makes you a wild card team. With Garoppolo, you're not as good as the Rams, okay? You're not as good as the Cardinals in all likelihood. I don't know about the Niners yet with Trey Lance. Barring injury, you're not better than the Packers, right? You're not better than the Buccaneers. Uh, you're not better than the Eagles and the Cowboys. You're probably not making the playoffs, even with Jimmy Garoppolo. All right, let's reconnect here with Ryan. Ryan, let's see if we got a better connection. Go ahead, buddy. Can you hear me a little bit better now? Yep, okay. much better. Perfect. Um, sorry about that. I guess what is it, Al, or who's the one that you can never get in touch with? Uh, it's the gentleman in San Diego uh, who listens. I think his name is Rich. Uh, the first time he called, the first time he called, he was calling from Phuket, Thailand, and has the <laughs> best phone call, the best reception that we've ever had. Then he gets back to San Diego, and it's like he's calling from Mars. But anyway, that's just the way it is. <laughs> um, you know what? Jimmy Garoppolo does not make, in my opinion, a team better. I mean, you if you're right there on the verge, it might get you into the wild card. But if you're a team that needs a franchise quarterback, he, he's not taking it to the playoffs. I mean, we've already seen that. I mean, he had many pieces around him in San Francisco. And as a Seattle fan, you know, it brings up a great question about how you operate the franchise. Do you, if there's a, in Grant, you know, this is going to be a good quarterback draft here in 2023. Do you kind of just take a year off? And how does that make a fan feel if you do that? Well, if you're a fan of the Seahawks, you're probably okay with that because you've had great success since the uh, calendar turned to this century. And the Seahawks so far have been very relevant 
in the first 22 years and the, the, of this century. And the point is, you've had Super Bowls appearances. You've got a, a parade in Seattle. You've had great success. Personally, if I'm a Seahawks fan and you told me I'd have to go through a year of misery to get one of these top quarterbacks that are coming out in the draft next year, I would sign up for that in a heartbeat uh, in a second. Now, I want to also go back to what you said about Garoppolo. You know, this is a bottom line business. You either win or you lose. And regardless of how you feel about Garoppolo, he had very good success with the 49ers. Okay. In what, three seasons? He was in one Super Bowl and one champion, one and, and two NF, NFC championship games. So, you know, there were a lot of teams that wish they had the success that Garoppolo had. Now, yes, you could say he had a really good defense. Yes, he had a running game. Yes, he had a very innovative coach who used the Debo Samuel very well. Yes, they had this, they had that. But, you know, you still got to go out and play. You still got to go out and win. And again, the Niners had pretty good success with Garoppolo. No, they did. And, and that's a fair point. I guess that's where it comes to Grant. Are you building? Man, I hate to do this to you. I, I hate to do this to you, Ryan. I hate to do this to you, buddy, but you're breaking up on me again. So uh, I'm sorry about that. Hey, listen, uh, I want to continue the conversation with what Ryan was saying. You know, there's 32 teams in the league, and we know that only one wins the Super Bowl every year, okay? But if you're a fan of the Seattle Seahawks, and you just went through the Russell Wilson era, which was really good, okay? Let's just call it the way it was. It was really good. You know that that era is over with. And as Ryan said, the quarterback class coming out in this year's draft, should say next year's draft, Looks really, really deep. If you're Seattle and you're a fan, you'd be okay going through one miserable season to get a franchise quarterback, would you not? I would. Absolutely. I'd take a year off to go get a franchise quarterback. I know it won't be fun watching the NFL this year if you're a Seahawks fan. But if I told you in 12 months you'd have one of the franchise-type quarterbacks, and again, nothing's a given. But I'd go that route if I'm the Seattle Seahawks. Absolutely. Absolutely, I would go that route. Hey, we're going to wrap up the show as I want to get you uh, into uh, the week. But I want to talk to Jerry real quick. Uh, love having Jerry on. So let's say hello to Jerry here on the Friday edition of uh, Listen Up as soon as he hits that uh, hand icon. But again, if I'm the Seahawks, I would do that. Hey, Jerry, how are you? I'm fine, Grant. Happy Friday, sir. Same to you, Jerry. What can I do for you, buddy? Grant, I just want to say, uh, you know what? We all know that Trey Lance is going to be the starting quarterback for the 49ers. And, there, are, you know, there's a lot of negativity about how, you know, if he's going to be good, if he's not going to be good. But, you know what? Everyone has to has to think about this, that Troy Aikman, his first year was not good. Peyton Manning was not good. I mean, you know what? you got to give these kids time to develop to try to be a quarterback in the NFL, which is very hard to do. Yeah, it is very hard to do. You're absolutely right. It is very hard to do. And Grant, let me ask you this. Uh, do you think uh, Kyle Shanahan's and uh, do you think his job is on the line if Trey Lance does not perform well this year? Uh, I think John Lynch's job would be on the line and then the domino effect to Shanahan. So, 
I, I believe that nothing in the NFL lasts for too long without success. So could I see a big change within the 49ers after this year? If Trey Lance backfires on them? Yeah, I could. I could. Absolutely, I could. Yes, I could. And, Grant, you got to think about this, too. The 49ers were just an interception away from going back to the Super Bowl. Two out of three years that Jimmy Garoppolo has been the quarterback. And let's say, for instance, if Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the 49ers this season and Trey Lance is struggling, do you think Jimmy Garoppolo would have a problem going back onto the field or would he try to give his, let's say, for instance, bosses any kind of – uh, like any kind of attitude. Uh, we all no, he would not. Have, no, he's a professional. No, he would not have any issues. Uh, he, he he would not. I don't see that scenario unfolding, but based on the way you describe it, no, I don't think he would have any issues. I think he's professional. I think that he would go out and play uh, to the best of his ability. And by the way, just for the record, and I've said this for the last few months, if Jimmy Garoppolo was the starting quarterback in week one, I would pick the 49ers to win the division over the Rams this year. Uh, I I think the Niners will not be in the playoffs this year. I'm making that prediction before the season even starts. I think they will be a non-playoff team this season. Oh, wow, Grant. I mean, you know what? That yeah, team, but that's just my opinion. Right. You know, that team is Super Bowl ready, Grant. I mean, I mean with that team that they have out there. And, you know, what? You know, we all know that Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, has his weaknesses. You know, every, every yep. quarterback does, Grant. So why can't you would think that, that, uh, uh, that, Jimmy, uh, the Jimmy Garoppolo had, uh, he learned from, from the best, Tom and the coach, uh, Bill. I mean, uh, why can't he get over that hump? Why can't he get over that hump just to get the team to the next level winning a Super Bowl? Why? I don't know. I, you know, listen, I mean, winning a Super Bowl is very difficult. Only one out of 32 wins it every year. The Niners had a great opportunity to beat Kansas City at the Super Bowl in Miami. And... You know, people talk about Garoppolo in the fourth quarter, and I think that's fair. But the defense, which was the number one ranked defense in the NFL, couldn't get off the field. They couldn't stop Kansas City in the final three drives of the fourth quarter. And, you know, I don't blame that on Garoppolo. So that was a complete team thing. I thought that the 49ers defense, when they went into the end zone with their celebration, when they got carried away, and then that was ended up being a penalty and wasn't even a touchdown, you know, kind of fueled the Kansas City Chiefs from that point forward after their celebration in the end zone, you know, which was overboard, uh, the momentum of that entire game changed. So you can point to a lot of things in that Super Bowl. So I don't know, you know, again, the same thing about Matt Ryan. He was up 28 to three on New England. If you can't close out a game up 28 to three, and one of the reasons why the Atlanta Falcons did not win was the play calling and the decision making of Kyle Shanahan in that game. So you know, there there are other factors as well that go into this, uh, and it, not just Jimmy Garoppolo. Grant, uh, you know what? You're probably going to say no. Uh, the, you probably don't agree with what I'm going to say. But do you think the NFL has a plan for each year what team's going to win the Super Bowl? No. No, no, no. No. Absolutely oh. not. All right, sir. Well, you know, Grant, I want you to have a good Friday, my friend. You too. Uh, you know what? Enjoy your show every time. You know, missing, you know, missing Sacramento. Uh, uh, you know, Thank you, Jerry. Luck, my friend. Thank you, bud. Have a good weekend. Appreciate it very much. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good stuff right there. All right, let's see if we can reconnect with Ryan here, uh, if he's in a better area as we head unobstructed great great audio from the last two calls let's get back to ryan and see where he's at hey ryan hey this is actually rich in uh thailand can you hear me (laughs) that's very funny oh my god (laughs) uh no you know what the problem for us as seahawks fans is we got lucky with russell wilson you can't doubt that he was supposed to be a backup third fourth rounder And he comes out and just takes the league by storm. So when you ask if you're willing to take a down year to get back to where you were at, absolutely. But our team has much bigger problems, and Jimmy is not going to fix those. I agree with that. I agree with that. So, hey. But, okay, but all right, let me ask the question another way. Let's say that without Jimmy Garoppolo, the Seahawks are going to be selecting 10th in next year's NFL draft. Let's say you're selecting fifth. You're probably not going to get one of those top flight quarterbacks. So if I told you, even without Garoppolo, you would win six to eight games, and thus you wouldn't be in a good enough draft position to draft that quarterback, would you then want Garoppolo or would you still say no? I, I would still say no. I mean, I, I don't – I honestly, Grant, do you think Jimmy would bring any more wins than Drew Locke? Yes, I do. At this point, and Geno Smith? Really? I do. Yeah, I think – yeah, I, I disagree. I think, you, I, I, I think you would bring more wins than Geno Smith. I think Geno I, I Smith's terrible. I think the guy I, – I don't know how he's on an NFL roster. I really don't. But um, as far as Drew Locke, Drew Locke's serviceable. I mean, he's not – you know, but – I do, but it doesn't matter. I don't think Garoppolo's going to Seattle, so I, I don't think it, I think it's a moot point. Do you think? I, I think it was Jeff that kicked off the show. I mean, he's right. I don't think twenty-five mil at this point. If you are a serviceable backup quarterback in the NFL, I don't think that's out of the realm of the price range for somebody like that. Well, it depends how much your starting quarterback is making, because again, you still have to be able to fit everything under the salary cap. So you can't have, you know, you could conceivably have a rookie like Trey Lance in his salary scale with a $25 million backup, but you would no way in the world could you have a $25 million backup, let's say on the Arizona Cardinals right now, or the Cleveland right. Browns or the Green Bay Packers or the Kansas City Chiefs. You understand the point? So yes, right. in this particular scenario, you could do it, but that's only because Trey Lance is on a rookie pay scale. You couldn't do it on, a, on most teams. You could not have 
a 20, like you couldn't have a $25 million backup playing for Derek Carr on the Raiders. I mean, there are a lot of teams that would never right. work. You couldn't do it because of the salary cap. Right. No, you're, you're correct. And uh, speaking of salary cap, I'm going to just quickly transition. Cause I know you want to get to your weekend too. the NBA. Where do you see the dominoes starting to fall at this point? Dominoes starting to fall in regards to Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, um, Russell Westbrook, you know, when, when are we going to start seeing these moves? Because we've talked about it, the Gobert trade set the market yep. and inflated the market. Let's just put it that way. Um, That's right. So do you think Ryan, I'm going to put you. Back, I'm going to put you back in the audience. I know. Uh, you know. You are. You. You are rich in uh, Thailand today. So we'll. We'll. We'll wrap it up this way. Okay. I believe Kevin Durant's going to be on the Brooklyn Nets this coming season. I think Kyrie Irving will not. Uh, I don't think they're going to be able to trade Durant, based on what I'm hearing. They're expecting in return. All right. It is a very, very interesting situation that they were in. And as far as Westbrook, I mean, if you're the Nets, do you just say, well, this is not going to work. Let's see if Westbrook would be a better fit with Durant like he was with OKC. Um, it's a great, great question. All right, I'll tell you what we will do. We will wrap up the week with John because I can't say no to John. Anytime I can hear the voice of John, I'm going to go for it. Hey, John, how are you? I'm doing all right, Grant. Happy Friday. Same to you, buddy. And hey, that was a pretty pretty awesome podcast with you and Ryan today. Thank um, you, man. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Hearing, hearing that and hearing some of the stories, it, it was really cool, man. And you doing that for him, that's it's freaking awesome of you. You're a freaking pro. You're an absolute pro. Well, and he sounds like a pro too. And he will be. Yeah, no, crap. I'm happy. Yeah, no, I'm happy yeah. for him. I always like helping out people and uh, you know, I Think he's got a, I think he's got a really good opportunity ahead of himself, so I'm happy to do that for him. Yeah, he does, man. You guys sound great. And, well, maybe he doesn't sound great right now today. He's had a couple of uh, <laughs> right. issues. But, hey, that happens to the greatest of us, of us from time to time. Uh, I just wanted to say uh, happy Friday. That was great with uh, – Thank you. With Ryan. And another thing that, you know, the – points that ryan just was asking about the chips may have already fallen for those guys they're making so freaking much money right now and, yep. if, and if you're one of their organizations man have some freaking balls and step up and say you know what you don't want to be here but you've signed your freaking contract you're playing and so yep. cry like a baby and don't play but we're gonna suck it up and we're gonna pay you even whether you play or, or not and i'll bet they're gonna end up playing westbrook's a little different dynamic obviously because he decided He's kind of seems like he's decided that he's going to he's going to be there, whether they want him there or not. And, you know, I, I'm right with as you. If, yeah. yeah, it seems as if Le LeBron built that team. And, you know, he's not going to go back on something he ever said. You know, he wanted Westbrook. God damn it. He's going to make it work or or, you know, shit the bed trying, whatever it is. So that, that's what I think of. Of uh, how all that is. Granted, there are going to be a few smaller pieces that may fall, you know, may drop here and there, but those are the three big ones that, that Ryan had mentioned. And I bet two or three, two out of three of those guys probably end up starting the season with the same club that they're on. 
John, I'm right with you, buddy. Good hearing from you. I hope you have a fabulous weekend, buddy. Stay safe. All right, you do the same, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. All right, take care. Good stuff right there. All right, so we will wrap up the show, and I do want to thank Ryan calling from Mars uh, today three times. Um, so I do want to appreciate him uh, trying to call from outer space. He said Thailand. Now, you can sound great in Thailand. I mean, we, that's, we've already proven that with Rich calling me from Phuket months ago. Now, Thailand, crisp, crystal clear, you know, but when you're in outer space, not as clear. Oh, my gosh. All right. On that note, I hope everyone has a fabulous weekend. All right. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you on Monday. So long, everybody. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.